Hello and welcome to our podcast Hello Apollo our weekly podcast on health wellness and well-being I'm your host Dr Karan Thakur Each week we take a health issue and discuss it in detail with our expert from the field to bring to you credible information to keep you healthy and safe This week I will be discussing an issue of great importance with the cold wave in Delhi and the uh, adjoining regions uh, of North India children are also making their way back to schools and that presents a grave challenge for parents for children and for others uh, about how best and how safe we can we bring these children back to school and to some normal activity and to discuss this i'm delighted to be joined by dr smita malhotra senior consultant pediatrics at indraprastha apollo hospitals dr smita welcome to the podcast hi dr karan thank you So uh Dr Smitha you have extensive experience in pediatrics in dealing with children of all age groups first and foremost uh, why is the cold weather uh, so harmful or impactful uh, to children Yeah see according to the body surface children are small but then their proportion of the head size if you most of the uh, the uh, heat that we lose is from the head and children are are more prone because of the size of their bodies and the proportion of the head size in the upper part moreover uh, the thermogenesis the, the 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 immunity then we in our country we have lots of uh, pollution also in this time so all these things combined uh, lack of ex- uh, of uh, exposure to viruses in younger age group when you are less than 5 years you don't have uh, have immunity innate immunity to different viruses so you get you tend to get Uh, exposed to these viruses and catch catch respiratory infections which can be perpetrated by the pollution and all these factors combined you know make uh, the the pediatric age group most vulnerable right and uh, you spoke about the fact that you know uh, their immunity is not fully developed and other issues around their uh, growth cycles that they are in so what are they most susceptible to they are susceptible mostly uh, we all traditionally associate uh, winter and flu with just respiratory yes respiratory definitely they can uh, develop cough coryza they can develop uh, upper respiratory infections they can develop pneumonias bronchiolitis infants have bronchiolitis which is caused by different viruses uh, then we can have uh, respiratory infections but even uh, diarrheas there are diff- um, can can be precipitated you can have uh, uh lots of various different kinds of uh, infections they can catch right so uh given that this is the situation in especially uh, the, the flu virus the flu virus yes. is this season yeah right so the flu virus uh, basically see because i think a lot of uh, awareness has come around covid-19 in the past 3 years uh, yeah. but flus have been with us i think for millennia uh, so mm-hmm. what are the different types of flus uh, that children are susceptible to it's different types of influenza viruses and we have vaccines available so right. uh, they are optional vaccines which have to be taken every year so it they, uh, they are not the mandatory vaccines by the government schedule but then they should be taken and most of us are not aware of these uh, many parents may not be taking the the vaccines so they they do prevent they they uh, are not in the national immunization schedule because uh, there are other more serious uh, communicable diseases which the government focuses on controlling and uh, usually the infections with flu are self limited they are not uh, life threatening to a large extent so that is why they are not in the national coverage but uh, they do have a significant impact on the morbidity which children can come in with 
to when uh, we have uh, it leads to school absenteeism and the quality of life and the uh, and the uh, discomfort for a, a week 10 days even sometimes more so they should opt for this vaccine and especially uh, we all have elderly in our homes also so right. this is also i would like to uh, give this message that not just children it is even the elderly jaise we hum kehte hain na bacche boodhe ek jaise hote hain even right. the elderly they also the everybody who is above 65 years in your household needs to be needs to be given the flu vaccine every year right and if a child has had covid in the past are they more susceptible to the flu or what are some of the dangers or things that you know they should be careful about no as in general we have not seen any we, we any such strong association but yes uh, uh, only the one significant respiratory compromise who have had uh, who have interstitial lung disease or other underlying conditions they are the ones who are more susceptible some chronic conditions can cause more severe in children who are on immune suppression these are the children who are more susceptible to to infections in right. general and what about uh, children uh, who have say asthma or uh, any other respiratory yes illness? yes they will also predispose because hyperreactive airway disease underlying hyperreactive airway disease will predispose uh, to 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 because of the change in weather because of the because of the pollution and because of the viruses right so uh, what i'm hearing is that you know uh, children who are susceptible uh, should be a little bit more careful and there are various yes. uh, uh, containment and preventive strategies so you spoke about vaccination which i'll touch upon a little later but what are some of the other things that uh, children can do or parents can do for their children as they head out back to schools or other activity a uh, see uh, obviously we this is traditional wisdom that we should keep our ourselves covered adequate layering uh, adequate warm clothes uh, especially not leaving the head area open so they should definitely uh, wear caps their ears should be covered uh, they, they can uh, neck should be covered so these usually what we will do is we'll wear a jacket or we'll wear a pullover or sweaters but the head area might sometimes right. not be covered so that is very important they should be covered there should be adequate uh, temperature control in the room uh, obviously we cannot uh, prevent children out you know we can't cage them so uh, we have winters which last for at least 2 3 months so we, these are the precautions that we need to take then uh, what i feel is the general lifestyle which we are following uh, the immune uh, general immunity uh, boosting foods that we used to take in winters a modern uh, lifestyle doesn't include most of them so we should uh, include them uh, there are a lot of misconceptions about uh, Uh, fruits which come in winters like so many people will not give oranges saying they thande hote hain so this is uh, the uh, the vitamin c content foods they should be consumed they should take lemon they should take uh, oranges they should uh, take this group of uh, amla is very good contains lots of vitamin c so adequate nutrition then warm foods important to take all the seasonal foods fruits and vegetables which are available they should go in for hot drinks soups these are all the general things which will help uh, these are more thermogenic foods uh, we always traditionally used to use uh, use sesame seeds and all these things which i don't think the present generation children eat much so these are the things which they should be included in the meals in, in meals in some manner so that they are consumed consumed by the children they are thermogenic foods which help uh, in uh, in in uh, in uh, uh, preventing from cold right and uh, you know you spoke about uh, green leafy vegetables or seasonal vegetables uh, yeah. how important are they and what role do they play see uh, 
our guidelines say one we should be taking five servings of but when i see patients in my out patients uh, how will you, how do i expect the the child to be taking five servings of fruits and vegetables in a day when in the parents themselves are not taking them they are not served to them and they know they, that those habits are not inculcated so the modern lifestyle with with coming in of swiggy and zomato and all this stuff uh, over the counter ready made foods uh, fast foods they have become the trend packaged foods are a trend so these uh, we have to focus on nutrition and i usually tell my patients ki we ki hum log sirf ya pet bharne ke liye khate hain ya swad ke liye khate so that concept has to change if you eat your food in a way that it serves as a medicine for you as a preventive medicine for you you, when you there's a lot of diseases which we can prevent we know nutrition has a wide impact on varied diseases uh, cancer prevention included so it we have to go back to our traditional way of eating and the west is following us now and we are unfortunately losing our traditional foods so the, even the modern dietitians they all recommend uh, our uh, one we should go back to including millets in our diet we should include uh, whole grains in our diet we should include uh, include uh, soups and vegetables fruits seasonal fruits uh, uh, and seasonal vegetables not the expensive fancy ones imported ones you need what is locally available which is affordable for all and that those are the foods and it's uh, different colors different array of colors they have different amount of antioxidants so the brighter the colors and the varied the colors in your diet the better they are for you so you should you should uh, consume the purple and the brinjal you should consume the red of the carrots and the yellow of the pumpkin and the green of the of the spinach and the saag so all these things one has to include in one's diet right and also given the rates of childhood obesity uh, this type of diet uh, i'm sure impacts that also yes also. Yes. yes yes so that's excellent advice on diet and i think uh, our listeners would greatly benefit from it uh, but in your uh, in your practice and your clinic um, how do you diagnose or what are some of the signs and symptoms that you know there has been a cold exposure uh, and the child is uh, you know showing signs of that yeah see uh, in very cold countries you can expect things like frostbite and all which we don't see in our practice what we usually see is uh, is is the is the respiratory symptoms they'll come in with a cough and a coryza they'll come in with a sore throat tonsillitis running nose uh, red eyes uh, eyes a cough upper upper or lower respiratory tract infection they or sometimes with a diarrhea these are the usual symptoms they will present to us to us right. with and and how do we tackle that both at home and at what stage should they come and see a specialist like you yeah see uh, mostly these are uh, these are self limiting illnesses all they need to uh, uh, first thing is they need to uh, stay at home in a warm environment without significant dietary restrictions what happens mostly is one once you catch a cold half of the uh, the nutritious foods will be off the list ki this is ऑफ़ द smaller children uh, steam inhalation they can sometimes they you know we have had accidents they will spill the the, the hot water mm-hmm. and get scalded 
so we usually don't uh, because of that we don't advise otherwise it helps in older children if you can do it carefully that helps warm drinks and soaps help adequate coverage helps uh, if they have fever they can just take antipyretics which the doctor will prescribe uh, they we might prescribe some antihistaminics antiallergics if the symptoms are severe and that is all they will require hospitalization if uh, their their if their respiration becomes fast or they have they have a, they have uh, other symptoms they have difficulty breathing so these are the conditions or or temp, uh, raging temperature which is not controlled by uh, normal anti normal medications which we give sometimes it doesn't respond or sometimes the child uh, because of the fever and because of the cough or the or, or sometimes even vomiting Uh, may not be eating adequately the oral intake might become very less and we need to give them hyd- maintain the hydration so they may require some iv fluids so depending on the presentation if they develop a pneumonia obviously they will need to be in hospitalization if there is a requirement for for uh, respiratory support oxygen or something right and one thing that has happened uh, during covid is that a lot of people are self medicating i keep hearing a lot of parents and you know colleagues who are saying that you know if there is any sign of symptom they have uh, you know prescribed or taken a medicine even without consulting a physician uh, what are the dangers of that see there are uh, every medicine if you look at the side effect profile even though the rare uh, if they even though a particular side effect is rare if it happens to your child and it if it is catastrophic then that is uh, we, we always need to balance the risk and benefit ratio right. and that is something the parents will not understand themselves so even normal medicines which we which we all know we can we are very frequently use and even doctors have prescribed to our children we should always uh, take medicines under medical advice especially the the cough medicines most of the times cough suppressants in small children are not required and there are patients you know keep buying two different two to three different syrups and they will combine them and take so these things are not advisable because they and and they they may be on some other medications if have uh, uh side effects they can sometimes affect the uh, like azithromycin and all these they can have interactions with other medicines they can cause uh, even sometimes uh, uh, rhythm disturbances so these medicines should always be taken under supervision of a medical practitioner and not over the counter right so to our listeners uh, this is a very important point uh, the importance of you know dosage combinations and all of this has to be done under a supervised Uh, care of a physician so please do not take any uh, medications thinking that you know these are safe to take i just want to move our conversation to a few other aspects uh, and uh, one is uh, about children playing outside one is school which is you know with they have to go to but after hours uh, you know now parents are saying don't go out don't exercise uh, what is your advice generally no see uh, we can't do that children will need to play and they will need to go out so the, we don't restrict outdoor sports or play uh, only if the aqi is very severe sometimes we will say maybe don't uh, you limit your timing maybe but right otherwise uh, play and sport is a normal part of growing up and then there are countries in the world where the temperature is always uh sub zero so it's we, we 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 don't we have to main, uh, balance the way we manage and the outdoor activity we we will not restrict but prolonged hours that that is what we will watch out for adequate coverage is important that we will we will advise adequate hydration is important they should keep drinking uh, the fluids they should not get dehydrated so these are the 
precautions which they should take but yes they can go out for limited time right and what about hydration you touched upon that a couple of times so uh, how how do parents uh, actually figure out what is the right level of hydration any uh, see what happens especially in winter children usually you know tend to drink less water and in during winters it becomes even the more uh, less because obviously the thirst is less mm-hmm. so we need to just uh, uh, ensure that they take uh, adequate liquids and they we they, even if they are not thirsty we should be able to uh, they should be timing and seeing that they have not taken any any so it's not necessarily just water hot liquids and soups also help seasonal juices also help but yes adequate fluid intake is very important uh, and that we have to ensure so, so how parents will know things. is yeah. how parents will know is the urine output if the child is passing very concentrated urine the urine is less they are passing less urine uh it becomes becomes uh, it becomes the, the more concentrated it is the, the the darker the color will be the smaller the volume will be so that will give us give them an idea that the the fluid intake needs to be increased so th- that's how we monitor right and what about um, you know children bathing um, are there any risks i mean obviously it's happening in no no they should they the uh, adequate hygiene is very important and uh, bathing uh, they there are many people who will not bathe every day so that's not the not the right approach uh, cleanliness has to be maintained and they should, they uh, they can go ahead with the regular baths right and you spoke about this at the start and i'd like to sort of also bring that back into the conversation was about vaccination so one is how you take care of you know a cold or a flu but uh, as a preventive strategy uh, what are the vaccination schedules or at least the available vaccines out there to handle uh, such no, a we thing? have we have flu vaccine the, the see the covid vaccine or age appropriate everybody is taking two vaccines are available they the, they they are, they are seasonal and they are according to the different strains which which are going around we get a different uh, get a flu vaccine every year so right. those vaccines your pediatrician will advise and you should they are optional vaccines which you should take every year it's one dose in older children so that one dose every year they have to take right and uh, this uh, covers a range of uh, viruses right yes so there, there are different uh, different strains of the virus so so uh, the ones that are prevalent in uh, around that time are the ones which are covered right and uh, you know um, as i'm just drawing this conversation to a close i just uh, for the benefit of our listeners if you could just summarize uh, a strategy a child's going to school uh, what are some of the things that parents should keep in mind now that you know they're getting back to regular school i think the the discipline has to be maintained not the, let the winters uh, take us off our discipline Uh, regular physical activity has to be maintained while lots of children their their flow their sports will be restricted their outdoor games will be restricted anyways the present generation is only going to school and then coming and studying tuition and the rest of the time in front of the screen yeah. so uh, uh, the regular physical activity is important their regular sport is important adequate adequate nutrition as per the season is important uh, adequate uh, thermal covering is important right Uh, the the age appropriate vaccinations are important many times parents will tend to miss the vaccine ke bhi thand bahut hai thode time baad laga lenge so that is not to be done uh, whatever is the recommended vaccine for that age that vaccine has to be taken and uh, uh, i think uh, this is uh, the winters have their own pleasures so enjoy your winters uh, be safe and enjoy your winters right uh, with that i want to draw this conversation to a close uh, dr smita thank you so much for your advice and your conversation yeah thank you dr kara so if you have any more questions uh, for dr smita or would like to reach out to her for a consult or advice please feel free to call the apollo hospitals 
Delhi helpline or DM us on our multiple digital platforms. Do encourage your family, members and friends to listen to our podcast. We are available on all leading platforms. Remember, good health is for everyone. So do join us next week as well when we will have another specialist from Indraprastha Polo Hospitals discussing another health issue of importance. Till then, stay happy and healthy. Thank you.